Hello wonderful people, um, thank you for joining me again today and I'm excited to talk to you about, um, well it's about story right, that's what we always talk about, um, but particularly here about the ways in which other people's stories of us risk becoming the story of us, if that makes sense. Um, I've mentioned it before in other places and I'm sure you will be resonating with this as well when I say that for a lot of third culture kids we grow up our stories somewhat told for us, right? Whether this is through stereotypes because people see the colour of our skin or our accent or they um, perceive the job that our parents hold that there is a kind of attributed identity here, an ascribed identity where... um, People have their own story in their own mind about who we are. But on top of this, I'm talking about the position a lot of us find ourselves in, whether that's in our families or in our organisations or in our communities or within our friendships even, where other people have their story of who we are and it's uncomfortable it doesn't land, it doesn't resonate, or it haunts us. This is one of the painful experiences of being a third culture kid and and one of the really exciting um, chapters actually. In my observation, what can often happen as part of the moving around, right, and it's not just my observation, a lot of people have written about this, but is that sense of Every time we land somewhere new, we are are in this space where we can reinvent our story. We can be in control of the narrative. We can tell them who we are. And there can be a certain comfort with this, a certain power with it, um, a sense of I get to define who I am. And um, sort of borrowing from Goffman's um, work from the 50s, sort of, I tend to think of it in terms of presentation management. We are setting the stage and being quite deliberate, whether that's conscious or unconscious, um, of the impression that we're trying to give. Now, for some of us, that's just be as invisible as possible. For others of us, that that might be a more um, consciously constructed self that we are presenting. But then this thing happens more and more into our adult lives where perhaps for whatever reason we are staying whether we're we're trying to stay longer in relationship longer in a particular job longer in a particular country or community and when we are around a particular set of people or even just a particular person for a longer period of time, it turns out they get to have their own story of us. We can feel less and less in control of the narrative where we get interpreted in all sorts of ways that we don't get to define. 
we become part of the fabric of experience where other people are kind of co-creating story with us and they get to tell us who we are to them. And this seems to go hand in hand with more settledness and it can be really uncomfortable. I mean, partly it can be delightful. I remember myself that moment where I recognized that I did in fact exist in people's imaginations outside of immediate contact. That sort of innocent phrase of, oh, I was thinking of you the other day or that message that pops up, do you want to hang out? That kind of, oh, I exist in your world. I have a space or I I take up a space. I'm a taken for granted being in your community. How delightful. But with that comes this sense of people having their own story of who we are. And for some of us, this can be really intense. Some of us are living in stories that feel so dysfunctional, so controlling, so despairing. And these are the stories of the communities or the individuals around us, our family maybe. And perhaps precisely because we are being more conscious, we are trying to grow, we are prioritizing our health and our well-being, those stories of us might be increasingly negative. We're breaking away from patterns and it's confronting somehow to the people around us. Or perhaps people are just so lost in their own story that we feel somehow caught up in it. And that their story is in fact our story simply because we care so much about them and are hurting with them. I'm thinking particularly of a few people that I have worked with who are utter heroes. I mean anybody who, sorry, notification on my computer, um, anybody who works consciously to know themselves as an utter hero in my world. But there are those moments where we can feel totally surrounded by despair and stuckness and and people who feel convinced of their own powerlessness. What do we do when other people's stories of who we are make us the bad guys or make us difficult or too much? What do we do if we are told we are failing to be the sister, the brother, the mother, the father, the person that they want us to be in their story? How can we hang on to our own. Somebody said to me recently, the story around me is crazy, but I'm not. 
And that feels really, really important. To be able to distinguish our story from the stories of the people around us is so crucial because so many of us grow up pretty reactive as it is. We are, that's part of the chameleon piece, right? We adapt, we adjust, we, um, we bend, we blend. We become what their story needs us to be. And yet, when what their story needs us to be is powerless or wrong, we have a difficult choice. Do we continue to inhabit or privilege their story of who we are? Or do we find a way to be the main character that we can actually like in our own story? How can we privilege our own perception of this experience? Not because we want to win, not because we need to see ourselves as better than necessarily, but because it's the only solid place to stand and it's the only way we can fully inhabit agency and responsibility. If who I am as a sister is only ever going to be defined by the other, I'm going to live in fear that I'm going to disappoint, that I'm not doing it right, that I'm not doing it enough. But to find and define my own sister identity myself, not... And again, I'm being careful here with the black and whites, not not because I want to dismiss my sibling's experience of me, but because my story is the only one I can fully inhabit, actually. Everything else is guesswork. Everything else is interpretation. But to really inhabit my own values, to be the sister I want to be, is a story in which I have a chance to succeed in. And I want to to offer that to you today as a tool in case you are in a story that feels bigger than you. In case you are feeling stuck in somebody else's narrative. And being defined by that narrative in a way that makes you feel powerless or despairing. What's your story of you? What's your story of this situation? How can you be grounded in your own experience and your own definitions I wish I could connect with you more one-to-one, actually. Because all our stories are so, so different. But what it seems to always come back to is you. And what you want. And what you think. And who you are. 
And yet how easy it is for us to make our stories mostly about other people. It can be really, really new for us to sit in a practice where we centre ourselves in our own narrative. And just in case you were thinking it, no, that's not selfish. It's not dismissive of other people's experience at all. It's simply the recognition that yours is the only story you have any control over anyway. So how are you going to tell it? Does it serve you to tell a story of yourself as a failed whatever? I'm going to guess not. So what would serve you? What would reflect your actual values and opinions? Tell that one. I'm excited for you. I hope you can find a way today to tell the story of yourself in a way that implies ownership and that you like it, (laughs) that you like you, that you're reading the book on side with the main character. Thanks for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye.